Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. It has. That was like, was that your, uh, is that you opening the door to a creaky old hello, mansion? Hello, yes. <laughs> I'm Greeting the doll us. maker. <laughs> That's his actual nickname. Oh, I love it. Charlie, the doll maker. <laughs> That's me. Eric, old, the witch's doll maker assistant. Doll maker Swanson over here. <laughs> uh, I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast. And we're going to talk about dolls. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. I love dolls. They walk, they talk. I mean, they I kill. love I love the movie dolls. I don't uh I'm not a doll guy. Hey man, it's okay to say you play with dolls. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, I my uh Tim Thomerson's the only doll man I know. There you go. There you uh, go. No. <laughs> but this was part of a big uh the doll craze in horror movies was <laughs> was very real for like a 5-year period. P- kids loved them. Kids loved them. <laughs> there was the a pe- lot of doll horror. Right. It's like in the, uh, this is 1987 dolls. In the late 80s, man, you couldn't swing a stick without hitting an Australian or a doll in a movie. There like, was, that was oh it. Oh my God. <laughs> as as a kid who wasn't allowed to really rent like horror movies, right. you know, I would, I would love, we both talked about how we would love to go and look at the horror movies in the video store. Just go, we would go in there and... We'd pretty much, my family would already know what we were going to rent. Mm-hmm. You know, my, as I've sure. said, new release family. Absolutely. My dad read the paper. He knew what the new video <laughs> releases You're were. You were in the know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We knew there was like a three options of the based on whatever was the new release that right. week. And so he would go find, you know, the one cassette behind the 40 blank oh. copies. <laughs> you know? That oh. glorious feeling when you get the tape behind the the, uh, the front. The physical work that went into renting a video <laughs> back in the day. Man. Was you there... had to drive to a store. You had to select a movie off of a shelf. Yeah, yeah, you had to go digging for these things. I really loved, like, this was a big thing for me. This really, like, got gave me the idea of what, what a movie was, like, how big it was, how important it was. Oh, yeah. Based yeah. on how many copies yes. the video store had. How much had. of the wall it took up, oh, right? Oh, man. When you'd see some that had just 40 copies, it would be gr- it would be like a moment. But then, but then, don't you remember when some would just bomb, but they'd still have 40 copies? Yeah. Like Godzilla it- in 98. <laughs> Would be the whole wall, and it's like nobody's renting this. Did you ever? So when you were a kid, would you stand at the end of a row and kind of look down so you could see which ones were sticking out and which Ooh. ones were flatter to the wall, which see, means they were gone. That's a life hack. Godzilla, I, I Godzilla '98, baby, was sticking out beyond. They had double copies They're behind there. off the shelf. Because that, that's the great thing when a movie would bomb, but they had originally ordered like twenty-five. Right, they would start doubling up. To save shelf space, hundred percent. So you'd get this, this like half foot of Godzilla tapes, <laughs> just so they can only, so they can shove it down to one row. It's like we we done it. We did a whole wall of the Matthew Broderick Someone Godzilla. Blew it. Someone blew it. Are you it. kidding? <laughs> you ordered how many tapes of The Haunting? <laughs> People didn't like it. <laughs> the Liam Neeson, yeah. Owen Wilson. They haunting? felt Catherine Zeta Jones. Was uh, underutilized. Why did we get twenty of man, them? Man, I saw that in the theater on opening night. 
Yeah, same here. Well, I anyway, did not see but, Dolls opening but night, Dolls but I wish I would have. Went, so when my dad would go to new releases yes. to, to secure the copy of Navy Seals, Absolutely. he's getting Ooh. Hot Shots Part due. Mm-hmm. You know, he's getting the new bag. And so I would knew I only had a limited amount of time to go look at the wrestling tapes. Honey, we're going to the store. Hot <laughs> yeah. shots, but do. Yeah, it's the second one. <laughs> it means it means two. It means two. Uh, <laughs> so I had a limited amount of time to go to the horror section right. and look at those movies and just stare at them, and then go to the wrestling section and stare at those. Mm. And uh, there was like two rows of doll movies at a certain point. It was like you had the ch- you had Child's Play and its sequels. Right. You had Dolls. You had Dolly Dearest, mm-hmm. which was like the girl Chucky. Then you had the demonic toys. Oh yeah. Uh, oh man. There was Puppet Master. Stuff Puppet would Master come into had play. several of them. There was just dolls for two to three rows of the horror section, and, and I didn't see any of them. Yeah. That freaked me out, man. Well, demonic toys, especially this kid on you know that thing that kids do. Where one kid sees a movie and then tells everybody else about the movie in like real time, you know. So, so my kid on a kid on a little league team gives the whole team the eighty minute rundown on demonic toys. Damn. When we're dry, you know, going to practice. And <laughs> my friend Mark, so you've that's, basically seen. So I've seen my friend yeah. Mark that saw The Shining and on a long car trip just told everybody the whole, oh my you know, God. that kind of thing. But so I didn't want to see any of these movies because every kid, whether they ask for them or not, has grown up in a room with some kind of stuffed animals, <laughs> some dolls. They don't know how they got there. Mm-hmm. At some point, they were gifted them as babies, and then for whatever reason, it's still like on your desk, front and center, even though you have. It's just a thing that it was placed in your room. And you're like, well, it's always been here. Right, right. Never really thought too hard about it. But oh, there's always something like that. Uh, everyone. For me, it was more like a. A teddy bear lamp that I had, like the lamp was a teddy bear. Okay, and it was just one of those where you turn off the lamp and you just imagine the teddy bear just turning its head to look at you. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. It was just one of those like, this is right next to my bed, man. But you know, I I had action figures growing up, uh, not dolls. Dude, I don't play with dolls. I had this, so I had mostly action <laughs> figures. I had GI Joe's and He Man. But sure. before that, the the to- the doll like from birth, the thing that like. Okay, I didn't ask for this. Mm-hmm. Somebody made it, you know, for me. I swear, if I pose, if I ever find this thing, and my parents have it somewhere. Ooh, I'm going to Google it. It's one of those things <laughs> that would be like, I'd be like made fun of online. Like, who would give this to a kid? It's just this doll, like a hand-sewn stuffed doll oh. of a boy. It's, and it says okay. Eric on the the jacket, Ooh. and it's like one of our, you know, one of my parents. That sounds haunted, right off. the Yeah, bat. it's like a haunted doll that with nothing but good intentions. Like it was handmade by one of our, you know, my family's oldest friends. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But that's like some Annabelle shit, right? It there. is. It's a total Annabelle. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a cloth doll, but the boy has like rosy cheeks oh, and like no. dead doll eyes, and it's like so. It's not like I was hanging out with this thing like he was my buddy. Right. Or anything. But he kept talking to you. It was a thing that exclusively lived in like my toy chest. Mm-hmm. Like we don't talk about the Eric doll. Oh my god. And I so that I know freaky. they still have it because it was, you know, I've seen it in baby sure. pictures. But it's one of these things. So it's like I'm not watching these things. I was never scared of the doll, but I wasn't actively looking for reasons to be scared of this doll. True. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, of all the things I want to see, killer dolls is not top in the list. Yeah. So Oh, so but I, it's funny you say that because this movie was sold on the cover art. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of this those is movies one of those the, beautiful, the idea, oh. beautiful movies where the poster came first, and Charles Band. He sold he it with sold no it, script. It he was sold just... no script with the poster. Then the guy who wrote the script was like, there needs to be a scene where a doll is holding her own eyes. Which is great. You can do whatever you want. You can make any movie you want. <laughs> yeah. That was you, Brian Yuzna made that claim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was the producer that said, yes. we got to have somebody holding their eyes. This is a Yuzna Gordon production. And we, I, I, I want to get into some Stuart Gordon love here. Yeah, baby. I didn't realize. It's like, I've seen this movie before. Uh, now I'm an adult. I'm not scared by the Eric doll anymore, actually. Right. But yeah, man, this. Po- <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's still just living rent free. You wouldn't bring it up if you weren't fucking terrified of that doll. I just talked for 12 <laughs> minutes about this doll that I'm definitely not scared of. <laughs> just describe this doll like I'm Robert Shaw. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't haunt me at all, though. I've moved on. <laughs> no, we're all good here. I we're all adults. Think, I do not know You're the exact spot in the garage where this doll is currently being kept. Don't even know it. You can imagine. Definitely that. don't know the <laughs> shelf to the location. But this poster, this box art, this was something that I looked at a lot. Right. My When I close my eyes and think of what VHS covers I stared at as a kid, dolls, popcorn, happy birthday to me. With, like, shish kebab down the throat cover. Oh, yeah. And uh, just sitting on a shelf for kids mm-hmm, to just see. Just sitting there. The Psycho sequels. I remember one with mm. a hand-drawn, like, Anthony Perkins holding the keys right in the foreground of the box. Sure. Looked at that a lot. It was probably Psycho 2 or 3. I want to say 3 for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, those are the ones. And But Dolls is one of those that jumps immediately. Mine. So I can see why this movie was sold on it's a great a box art. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's great art. And... Uh, yeah, to get someone so Stuart Gordon, those three movies, like his first three movies, right out the gate, uh, so pure in what they are. Yeah, they're just so exactly this guy's vision. They're uncompromising. They're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So you get this crazy like '50s throwback reanimator mad scientist movie. Yeah, Reanimator was one of these movies that was really loved by actual critics. They weren't devoting oh, well, you know great. huge segments to them. But, you know, guys like Ebert love From Beyond and Reanimator oh, just because I'm of how inventive that. and, you yeah, know, exactly. the sense of fun and just this guy's having fun making a movie. Mm-hmm. Those kind of critics like Ebert that really preach the importance of appreciating somebody doing something new. Right. And that really, that's the thing I love about movies. And Stuart Gordon's a guy who really just, I'm going to do stuff that people haven't done in a different, weird little way. And also just in a, in an excellent way. Like, he achieves yeah. everything he's setting out to do. Yeah, he's so talented. And this is just, I always forget Dolls is a Stuart Gordon movie. Mm-hmm. Almost anything affiliated with Full Moon. I just think that it's a cheapy uh, Charles Band. Charles Band. Richard Band's going to be doing the music. Oh, They're yeah. going to, you know, like, exactly. they all have a specific feel to them. And so every, it's like I've seen Dolls three or four times, and every time, the, this, this was the third time I saw it. Stuart Gordon's name pops up, and it's like, Oh, yeah. Right. I just, for some reason, I don't well, I don't think of it. When I think of Stuart Gordon, I think robot jocks. Sure. Well, and for <laughs> me, he's so associated with Lovecraft. You of know? course. So I only think of him as a Lovecraft kind of filmmaker when I think of, you know, Reanimator but, and, and From Beyond. But Dolls. I, gone. There's, there's some days where I'm definitely going to want to watch Dolls more than Reanimator. 
Yeah. And I think I've actually seen Dolls as much or more than any other <laughs> Stuart Gordon movie at this point. It's actually crazy. This is uh, the, the two weeks ago when we watched it together, mm-hmm. the first time I'd seen it. No kidding. Yeah. Did you yeah. know it was Stuart Gordon? Is that just no, one that I, you I, hadn't? Uh... Again, I just, he was the the Lovecraft guy, Yeah, you know, in my mind. And I love Stuart Gordon. And actually, the other day I was going through my mind, like, of the, you know, 80s, 90s guys, Gordon's got to be top five of these Boy, people for, that I love. I mean, just from Beyond and Reanimator are pretty undeniable. Hard to beat that. And Castle then, Freak I enjoy. Dagon yeah. from uh, the early 2000s, I think, uh, oh, I also yeah, yeah, enjoy. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Fortress. Fortress. I mean, he this did is a, a... He did a... I love Edgar Allan Poe, and he did a Pit in the Pendulum uh, Oh, that was another movie. one for Full Moon, right? He did like... I believe th- so. I think he did this... Robot jocks and uh, yeah, robot jocks. <laughs> robot jocks is cool, but it's just like it's so great. Like he can focus his energy in this one dimension and yeah. do a giant robot movie and do a <laughs> psychedelic acid trip from beyond dominatrix, mm-hmm. crazy well, insanity movie. And then in the middle of all that, this sweet, horrifying fantasy fairy tale children's tale mm-hmm. told from the point of view of a six year old, and. It's perfect. I think Dolls, it's actually like perfect. Yeah, I think Dolls is the best of the yeah. doll horror movies because it really shows itself to be a tender movie in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. It really reminded me of Willy Wonka in the same kind of uh, absolutely in the same kind of children ideals where children are kind of tested and people are tested for their almost purity, their innocence, mm-hmm. their willingness to believe in something. Uh, in a fairy tale. And so the fairy tale aspect of this adds such a strength and backbone to the movie where it's not just, well, this doll became possessed and now he's evil. <laughs> right. It's a serial killer <laughs> that in it, a doll. It's a movie that lets people uh, choose their fates without realizing they have a choice mm. in their fate. And that kind of makes it a little more stronger for me. Also the fact 77 minutes runtime. Oh, thank you. This Gordon. thing is perfect Beautiful. for that reason alone. Just trim the fat out of this thing. This easily could have been a 90-minute movie. Sure. Trim 13 minutes and you just got this. And you tight know what? You know we would have gotten we would have gotten 20 more minutes of those annoying punks. <laughs> just like oi 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 oi. We would have gotten 20 more minutes of that. We would we would have gotten 20 more minutes of the, you know, the angry dad and the rich stepmom bickering you know what like it's all like, i'm here for it we're yeah <laughs> I love, i'm here for it we'll get into all these characters but, this is a, but, but like when i think of a when i said the word pure it's just like from the get-go this movie just drops you into this world well it's pure with you, constant like it establishes some occasional child swearing true. occasionally but the her this this girl but i don't mean pure like purity <laughs> i mean like it's there's no frills right it is the essence of what you need to, and that's why it's only seventy-seven minutes because yeah, we're just dist- boiled down. We to have all, distilled. Yeah. <laughs> we have distilled the doll the killer craftsmanship movie of the killer doll into the perfect seventy-seven-minute tincture that yeah. you can just have at your whim. It's and so it's so good. You, you immediately get the 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 dad, the the stepmom, <laughs> and the kid in the car. Everything you need to know about them, you learn through natural di- the dialogue. The script is great. Really good. Everything is like all the character development is just like perfectly streamlined. Well, you, it, it's a movie with seven characters basically. Yeah, and I 
the the stepmom and the dad are great. The dad sounds exactly like James Woods. He's like sure. a, a fake James Woods, and so it's like kind of he looked the, like he, William Cat to me. He looked like a lot like William Cat. Yeah, but the the voice once it hit me that it was Woods, it's mm. like oh man, this is just getting like you shut your eyes for a second, you get to hear James Woods in a killer doll movie. I could see that. so good. Yeah, and the stepmom is I love this. It's actually Stuart Gordon's wife. Mm-hmm. I love a director just putting his wife in a role and just having her be a total battle axe. She's the worst. Just an old, <laughs> awful woman. It's She's not a like, horrible, horrible human Like being. Ethan Cohen writing these great sure. Francis McDormand <laughs> roles. Right. Or like, no as sympathy much, for As much Rosemary. as a box office failure as it was, uh, the Remy Harlan-Gina Davis partnership at least led to mm. some cool shit for Gina Davis. She got to be a pirate. She got to be a long yeah. kiss goodnight super spy. Like, who cares if they didn't make money? Those are cool ass roles. So I love him writing his wife off as just a total <laughs> evil stepmom. But it's great fairy tale. She ha- it's yeah. Cinderella. You it's get this little girl the with these stepmother. evil uh, fairy tale step parents, like Matilda. You yeah. know, it's it's this great little children's story that's rated R. And most most excitedly, I love old dark house movies mm-hmm. just an oh. old dark mansion with secret corridors and that i i watch that kind of stuff you was get my this in spades here those yeah. were like the the real movies from the 30s through 50s that connected with me those old those the first horror movies you were a universal guy mm-hmm. i didn't see a lot of the universal monsters but old dark house movies and that agatha christie kind of oh, tint I get on that, horror. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. stuff was what i saw so and plus there was a lot of old episodes of TV and cartoons that all of them had an old dark house subplot mm-hmm. at some point. There was always an old dark house episode. And so my yeah, yeah. my introduction to all these classic series was always, oh, the Three Stooges inherit a mansion from an uncle they don't know. And hey, they have to... St- your, your boy Garfield. Yeah, man. The Garfield <laughs> Halloween special. It's all like, you know, Donald Duck goes missing and Mickey has to look for him in his deserted mansion. And then, you sure. know, a little pot floats off the shelf those old dark house movies were just that stuff resonated with me i loved it and this isn't this is that absolutely this is a bunch of people creeping around a beautiful mansion what a set reconstruction so apparently this was a set designed within like an old dino de Laurentiis studio oh sure so the actual rooms, but but unlike other sets, the hallway you, actually led to rooms, and you and, and it's yeah, actually it functional. Felt, it feels like a functional house. And there's so many great shots of following people down hallways with the candle lit kind of col- uh, what do you call those the, the candelabra candelabras yes mm-hmm. the uh, candelabra and and uh, yeah the the things that are in the darkness and yeah there was uh, I mean they still make creepy mansion movies with absolute garbage mansions <laughs> i mean still these mansions today guys <laughs> this is when this you think some bullshit <laughs> no i mean it's just still a possibility for a movie with a creepy sinister house that's supposed to be the extra character in the movie mm-hmm. and they are still making just lousy haunted houses and old mansions and this one's a set built in italy and i love that you can tell the whole time that this thing's filmed in europe Right. There's only a few people. You can tell the punk girls are actually British. The landscape looks nothing like anywhere. I don't know in a America. single actor in this movie. <laughs> like this, but all of them are great. I don't know a single person in this movie. But the, uh, all of them were impressive, down to the seven-year-old girl. The doll maker is in a, a 
late 50s, early 60s William Castle movie hmm. called Mr. Sardonicus. Okay. So that's like kind oh. of, that was like his famous earlier horror mm-hmm. role. But he has a lot, a lot of. A lot of facial makeup in that one. So <laughs> you can understand, listeners, why maybe I didn't recognize <laughs> Mr. And it was Sardonicus. 25 years earlier. <laughs> you didn't recognize this He guy? didn't have the same grin. I didn't get it. But he hired these two, Stuart Gordon hired these two classically trained British leads for their doll maker and his wife. Mm-hmm. You know, she was in uh, Don't Look Now. The, mm. the early 70s horror movie. Sure. And that was one of Stuart Gordon's favorites. So that's why he like sought her out, you know? That's got to be great, this, right? Yeah, this great taste. That's you know? the dream, man. You grow up, you love a movie, you're like, I'm going to cast that person in my movie. I mean, it's made... I love that. It's made 10 great Quentin Tarantino movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm casting all the favorite actors that I grew up loving to watch, and I'm making roles for right. them. And so Stuart Gordon, John Carpenter, all these kind of guys, they got the guys they want to work with. And make it happen. But this mansion is really cool. The car breaks down at the beginning. You get cool uh, effects horror right away with this teddy bear oh, scene. The, the first, leading in the first three minutes. The first school. daydream sequence where you think that uh, this this girl, uh, Judy. Judy, yeah. Great, great child actress. She actually is, uh, did like two things and then is yeah, an and attorney now. So God bless her. But <laughs> man, bless. she was great in this movie. She was such a great kid. A little... Uh, she looked like a little Elijah Wood. Absolutely, she had those super expressive eyes. But she was a real. I, I got a, like a almost a Punky Brewster vibe. Very too, with punky, the big pigtails mm-hmm. and stuff. She but. had a real natural vibe to it and really believable. I love kids in movies who are like to, who talk to adults like, "Do you believe?" Like, there's a scene where she's like, "Do you believe kids?" Yeah, like, "Do you believe what we're saying to this <laughs> adult guy?" And it's just like, man, I, I yeah, I feel that. But yeah, That's we great. get this opening sequence of. Her teddy gets thrown out into the weeds by the evil stepmother, and then she imagines the giant teddy coming through the That's such a great forest, shot. Turning into this hell beast. Yeah, like and, is a werewolf underneath his God, uh, teddy it. bear suit. Well, that's a theme that this movie keeps going to that I think is so scary, is the idea that uh, that these dolls have a soul, you know? The There's doll something maker, underneath. Their car breaks down right out in front of this old isolated mansion. Very how coincidentally. Goes. Yeah. And, you know, this kindly old couple, as always, it's always like, oh, the nice butler who's worked here for 80 years. Right. And wait, 80 years? Jesus. You know, <laughs> these people that are like, you know, we haven't had much contact with the right society in the last few decades. You know it's always something like that. You know what's great, though? Like, I, I really wanted to bring this up. Even in the scene where they're kind of approaching the house, they don't get an answer at the door. They get in through the basement. Mm-hmm. This should be very routine, boring stuff. Because it happens in every deserted kind of mansion right. movie. And Gordon makes it so compelling. And, yeah. and they're entering the basement, and Judy doesn't want to go in. You see that, and the stepmother's hand just flash out yeah. to the first-person camera and <laughs> pull her in. And it's just like, man, this is so much better than this sequence even needs to be. And then you get them in the basement, and Judy's scared, and she sees something moving in the corner, and she knocks her dad over like a vaudevillian. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a lot of vaudeville stuff in this movie. Well, that's what, you know, I brought it's up very the Three Stooges. School. Like I said, yeah. there's always an Abbott Costello meet the Wolfman vibe to it. It's mm-hmm. the Bowery Boys going to investigate. <laughs> the You know, it's all, there's yeah. the ghost in Mr. Chicken with Don Knotts, and it's like, the piano's playing itself. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> right. these movies have been. The killer dog. Yeah, these things have yeah. been done for decades. These have been, you know, there's probably, oh, 
We've seen all of this stuff. So the totally. idea, the fact that Gordon can actually find creative ways to get us to point A to B to C from all the stuff that we've seen a dozen times or more is so cool. Right. He's an ideas man, but not just with an ideas for movies. He has ideas for how to set up all the shots and build all the scares and add extra, you know, warmth and tenderness and care. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, I really loved Guy Rolf and uh, uh, the old lady. <laughs> yes, the old lady, which would be, uh, let's find out, Hillary Mason? Hillary Mason, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I They're love great. them I, as I a want couple. them as grandparents. They were not really the bad guys in a lot of ways they they have some uh some uh controversial practices for their doll making hobby but i like that willy wonka vibe where instead of a dependent candy factory with you know people that don't pass his weird unspoken tests that keep getting disappeared mm-hmm. <laughs> instead they're uh N- nobody calls willy wonka a witch yeah right for his like he's, he's, be- got, he's immediately got oompa think- things working i know for he's him. got weird little people working in you know who knows what, what their conditions between are like them and dolls we don't see where they're living yeah. and what their quarters look like <laughs> these dolls i like how it establishes that uh this doll maker uh, he cares about these he tr- these are his children you know, he is serious about this, ho- not just a hobby. He puts his soul into these dolls, and he believes these dolls have souls. He's a great yeah. old man, and, and his relationship with Judy and his uh, the the indulgence that he gives her. like Because mm-hmm. the dad is fed up with this shit from yeah. Judy. <laughs> That's the thing. Like the, the parents hate their kid. Yeah. And the mom obviously lives in Boston. They have to have her for the summer. She has a, an active imagination. And they shit on it every chance they, <laughs> they get. They hate that this daughter's a thinker. Like, they would rather beat the shit out of her than listen to one more the story. dad raises a backhand he's about, to her he's at one point. smack her. And it's like, she's, like, she's six. She's six years old, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck off. It's a, like, she is a kid. And, the, yeah, so when the doll maker is like, oh, we'll give you a doll. And he gives her the, the punch doll, the punch. which is a very classic jester-looking doll. Because she's Judy. It's a uh, perfect fit. Yeah, it's uh, so it, it's very the, endearing. The doll like, maker, you actually really like that old couple. Ga- so Guy Rolf's doll maker. It's so important to the role that when you never get a sinister vibe between him and Judy, right? It never feels like he's trapping her or he, you know not, they're, luring they're, her into the, their gingerbread house or the anything like that. Old people are not preying on these strangers. Yeah, they are genuinely these welcoming stra- yeah, them. Yeah, they in. are. You could tell these. Like I said, it's now that, if you want to go exploring at night and fuck with our dolls, that's yeah. a different story. It's this Willy Wonka <laughs> thing of like yeah. people are in charge of their destiny, even if they don't actively realize it. And the believers and you know mm-hmm. the ones that are they are the ones that make it out just fine. They, yeah, these people are not actively trapping them just to murder them. They're they're leaving it in their hands. Now, I really love when he's you know gives her this doll, the punch doll. Mm-hmm. And he's just ex- talking about dolls with her and, you know, says toys are very loyal. You know, toys, uh, you treat a toy right. You know, it, it's got your back. And I was wondering, like, did you have that kind of, was there any kind of toy? Like, did you treat them? Or were you one of the kids that was just like, I'm ripping my arms off these things. I'm being really reckless. And or did you really take care of uh, right, toys? Right. Well, I will say, uh I'll say I loved my toys when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah, I played with them quite a bit, created whole scenarios for them. Like, did you have action figures? I of had course. like I had a couple of friends that was like, I'm the one that's burning them with a magnifying, no, and that horrified who me. Who cares about that? Like, 
you know what I would so here's here's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I would uh, take little army men. Yeah. I would freeze them in the ice cube tray. Hmm. And then I would in ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Put them in some water, yeah, yeah. freeze them in the ice cube tray so they're in a block of ice. And then I would have I would like it would be like Captain America coming out of the ice. It would, <laughs> I would have this like story of them oh, emerging man. from the ice. And I would like go outside and like they, the ice would melt and they would come out of the ice cube. Man, I would just have pro wrestling battle royals. That's the, I had that's that too. Just, that's all Dude, I did. I had the wrestling figures with the little ring. I had all that. I did had you? all the. I had all the Ninja Turtles, the Ghostbusters. <laughs> that's the best. Is getting all the the different and factions. We would the have acts. the Ghostbusters proton packs and play with those. And, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, all all of that was very real to me, and that was what I wanted for Christmas, and I would mm-hmm. display them proudly. But I took care of them. I wasn't the one that was rough with right, my right, toys, right, right. and uh, now. I, and I gave my toys to a, a younger kid that I like would babysit. Right, like, same. That's when what, I was that's a where all, all my He-Man and GI Joes went to. Gave them all, you know, because I cared. And and yeah, no, I, yeah, the kid that wanted to burn things. Yeah, what a not weirdo. not a kid you want to hang I mean, out with. In, They're always your neighbor, though. It's all it's always like ah. dolls has is weirdly much more closer in its sentimentality to, to the Toy Story series. Than it Dude, is yes. Than it is yes. to actual doll horror. I can't believe how much Toy Story ripped off of dolls. <laughs> like the Seriously? whole the whole plot of Toy Story is dolls without the killing. Yeah. The dolls come alive when you're not there. They feed on the imagination. They have their own lives. Yeah. It, it, it like yeah. Uh, Ralph the the kind of man boy mm-hmm. who brings the punk girls to the house and then is uh you know the the nice guy. Right. He basically. Plays out the Toy Story plot in his exposition of <laughs> yeah. like talking about what you know dolls are. Yeah, I couldn't I, when I saw that, and then when you see that there's like this cowboy doll mm-hmm. that's very prominent, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> right. Fucking Pixar <laughs> watched a Stuart Gordon movie and was like, I can make that family friendly. Yeah, we can do Woody. This. Yeah. Fucking ripoff, man. It's insane. Unbelievable. Because the Unbelievable. sentimentality of the doll maker is very, like, this man loves his doll. These That's are- the old dude in part two who, like, touches up Woody. Right. In the very famous scene of, like, the old guy with the glasses from mm-hmm. the chest short that they did a <laughs> couple years before that. They're like, the guy from the shorts in the, in the sequel. That is the doll maker from the Well, it's movies. the same kind of love that they show him that, you know, Geppetto puts in... To Pinocchio, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it's that same kind of lovingly restoring something, and that's what this guy is at heart. You can tell he is not a, this is not a malicious couple. He they does, seem weird. He does lie to people about he what's going d- sure. on. Like he, well, you know, he's letting a bunch of people. You don't need to tell them everything if you're giving them shelter. Our, our, There's an uh, unspoken agreement. Our super annoying punk Madonna Brit girls. Uh, wants to rip off the house, and Was she and, and, and I love that her friend is not into it. Like I actually loved the depths that they See, gave these what, characters. You say they're annoying, but they this feels like two actual girls that are friends. Yeah, hitchhiking across the one. And girl, one of them wants to be bad. Yeah, and one of them's like these are and the, and she's very much like they're old. They're like our grandparents. They're very young, she's and like, you oi, get oi, oi. you really get the sense. <laughs> <She really, laughs> I do you like more British. that they were clearly both. Actually British, or would you rather had two bad? No, I Amer- loved. Oh man, you like their, their makeup? Just, their makeup or would was you rather so have good. American actresses doing bad fake British accents? The only, I mean, the only way that that blonde Madonna ripoff girl could have been better if it was Madonna <laughs> doing that role. But no, she's and you know who that girl is? 
Do tell. It's the girl from the the Take On Me video. Whoa. It gets pulled into the cartoon picture with the blonde curly hair. Really? Yeah. That bitch? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's the I'll Take, take On Me girl. And she had a good run there. This is two cool uh, little feathers in your cap but for yeah, a she, weird acting She's career. our first victim to get dolled. She gets... She gets dolled back. And uh, she, she's trying to nick some things from some these people. Some antiques? Some antiques. <laughs> That's not real. Like, like she's going to find some pawn shop uh, in the middle of nowhere. Oh, man. Instead of just taking yeah, what's the, the, plan? Like, what's the the plan? Of- the plan was to steal that dude's wallet. Yeah. They, they were hitchhikers. They were, we see them in the very beginning as hitchhikers. That guy was getting rolled. They were about to, do, they were about <laughs> to take the shirt off that guy's Ralph back. Ralph was getting rolled right there. But they switch the plan because she thinks that she can get some more money for like combs from the in dolls. Every tying in this place is valuable. Oi, oi, oi! <laughs> and uh, yes, she's our first to go. But sh- man, when she and that and, and let me tell you that that's a, that scene is a masterclass on how to film a horror movie with no budget because we never see a doll. You don't see a doll. We don't see a special a effect. We just get a close up of her falling, and then a close and then like. A crewman just dragging her around the floor for a while, and then just yeah. the camera. No dolls in sight. It's all no dolls. they're always just around a corner, dragging her around a new corner. But of the it's house. just like that. That probably cost twenty dollars to film that whole scene. Oh, and it's just like great acting, great use of editing and camera work. They hold. Stuart Gordon's a they fucking hold her master, arms man. out to the side and just battering rammer into the but, you baseboard, know, it's just and you don't see guys. any doll. It's two it's guys perfect. off stage just kind of rolling her back and forth on a dolly, and it's totally effective. And you hear the sound effects of the little doll voices. Oh yeah, very the like skittery, the chirpy, and elf fairy kind so of. So you know what's voices. going on, but yeah, when when her blood is found all over the hallway. The old doll maker thinks, uh, you know, he tries to play it off like paint. So right. he's not totally innocent. Here. He's, uh, you know, he's. They, they're collecting a collection of dolls. The it, death with when she's getting rammed, you know, and you're seeing her face heading straight towards the camera so before good. it switches to the baseboard angle and the accumulated blood as she goes in each more. And you can yes. see her missing teeth and it's just like broken nose. Balls, those cool. dolls got some strength, man. They well, are, they they're, are throwing you know, her against that two wall of pretty them, good. When you get thirty of them lot getting of in there, lot of there's dolls. a lot of there's hundreds of dolls in this place. But that death feels more like giallo mm. to me. You know, where you're not seeing the killer. It purposely keeps all this stuff off stage, but uh, it's low budget filmmaking done super effectively because the build to actually seeing these dolls is so good. Yeah. You start to see dolls' faces turn and their eyes blink. You just see like a smile turn up on, on the face, like sharp little teeth. I'm not like, how did they do that? Like, I know this movie is such a beautiful pre CGI uh, construction. It is a mixture of animatronics mm-hmm. and stop motion and yes. just hidden puppeteering that is so impressive. Uh, I mean. I don't see you don't see a hand, you don't see wires. You can see which scenes are stop motion and which aren't, but just the way he mixes it all oh. into one scene is amazing. And that's uh, John Carl Beekler. Oh right. Doing the Beekler did the effects too. Right? I mean, you want to make a movie that's for two million dollars and make it as effective as possible. When you have Stuart Gordon directing, Beekler doing the practical effects, yeah. using a producing, like ooh, yeah. And you, when you, you get you the, that's money well spent. When you get that stop motion, it's awesome it is the best stop motion it's a doll raising a knife oh, with a yeah. sinister look or it's the scene where the dolls are negotiating about what they're gonna do oh to Ralph. that's so good they're in like a you doll see them huddle. just kind of whispering and looking over i'm 
It's fucking freaky. The stop motion, it is so the stop motion stuff is so good. It's really impressive what Stuart Gordon has done with effects throughout his whole career because other guys I love, like Sam Raimi, whenever he uses effects on stuff that are similar things, like when Ash gets small in uh-huh. Army of Darkness, that was made five years after Dolls, and the effects look way, way worse. Totally. And cost 10 times as much. Right. You know, John Carpenter with Kurt Russell surfboarding and Escape from L.A., you know? That movie cost $60 million. Yeah. Dolls cost $2 million, and these kind of no CGI practical effects look so much better than this early CGI that cost ridiculous money. CGI was not good back in the day. The way he fuses all of the ways to do practical effects, you read about him, you know, magic markering film reels. To block mm. out wires and, you know, just old oh, really? school shit. Totally. Right down to George Lucas putting Vaseline on the Land Cruiser wheels, yes. you know? Yeah, 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 It's yeah. that kind of filmmaking. But it looks so good. You can tell which, some stuff looks, uh, you know, people that only like modern effects will kind of pish posh. Well, yeah, but, but Jesus. this is, a 19, again, 1987, and... I think it's if you so don't, good. If you can't appreciate what you're seeing from that time, like maybe you're not into horror Once movies. you start seeing the dolls turning their heads, even just yeah. that was done so effectively. And the dolls' faces and the blinking and the eyeballs that looked too real in some of these dolls. But halfway in, once we see the actual dolls like walking and wielding weapons they all have unique weapons oh yeah yeah yeah. a doll has like a screwdriver (laughs) you know (laughs) guy has like a torch the one doll has a hammer that he bludgeons uh stuart gordon's wife with yeah it's that same kind of once so this girl (laughs) who also has just a super british amazing name her real name is bunty bailey (laughs) she's like britain you're not real (laughs) Bunty. bunty bailey bunty Star of one of the most iconic music videos and the best doll movie. Is that short for Buntilda? Yeah, what is no, that? It's, it's, <laughs> exactly. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, Bunty Bailey. Like, Britain's so fake. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a not real country. It's, it's a bad reality <laughs> you TV know, show, right? That doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she gets our cover art. She gets uh, yes. when the other she girl is, finds yeah. her in the attic. Yeah, blood dragged through you get that nobody believes that the girls oh, actually man. seen dolls the childlike man is getting accused of being a child molester yes because he's believing the girl the, the one most... guy that believes the girl is the one that gets accused of uh being a prevert yeah, yeah, by yeah. everybody in the house there's a scene too where the where ralph and judy are looking for that girl because she's told him and that's when she goes do you believe kids yeah because her dad doesn't believe her i don't want to hear another word of this shit I'll hit you yeah. if you keep talking. Well, I like that Judy Human. talks like a kid, but she's still smart enough to know. It's like, look, are you worth investing my time well, in? Well, yeah, she just got shut out by like, her I've own been, family. I'm sick of telling this story to yeah, people. Yeah. I need to know if you're with me on this, and Ralph. They, they go looking for Bunty, and there's a great <laughs> scene in the attic where they don't see her, but then the lightning flashes, and you see her tied to a chair in the background. Yeah. Struggling. They don't see it, and she's still alive. That's some Black Christmas shit. That, oh, yeah. That scene, that got me. That oh, yeah. that reveal was like, oh god, she's oh <laughs> she's, she's, she's right behind right, you. They're in the right room. She's right behind uh, you. Yeah, yeah, it was hardcore. And then yeah, the girl, her friend finds her, and the her eyes are all doll Rolled eyes, out. and they pop out, and that's the poster. Yeah, that's the scene that they got from the poster. The stuff that really scares so me. So good. Th- this is always super scary to me. 
especially with a guy like Gordon who does it well, is when the friend is finding her friend and is realizing that things are bad and the friend is still alive enough to tell her to like, get out of here. Yes. Like, get out right. of here. Even as she's... Don't let this happen to you. Like, that's scary. Oh, that Even as me she's to. transforming into a doll, because guess what? These dolls were not These dolls, dolls before not they got here. made from scratch. Uh, yeah, as the friend is transforming into a doll in silhouette going, get out. Or, that, yeah, whatever that, she's saying. That gets under my skin so, so bad. <laughs> that stuff is really scary. And then that scene. The idea of finding your best friend and them saying like, don't save me. Don't look at me like, and also don't look at out. me. You save yourself. Once it once the first time you see your friend after they've disappeared and they've already mentally gotten to the point of like I'm I'm beyond saving. Oh yeah. god, that is just deep and dark. Yeah. And that shakes me. That kind of thing really scares me. And credit to Bunty's friend though because then she does see the dolls around her and she gets she kicks some ass for a y- second. Yes. She takes off her big studded belt. And starts whipping some dolls and mm. setting them on fire and stuff. And we get the great, like, miniature doll, like, <laughs> on fire, dancing in the, the background. Doll, the doll deaths were really... Are, and well, then, then she, we, she starts cracking them open, though. And we see these little mummified things under the dolls. That is a touch that I... That, that is puts brilliant. this movie so far ahead that not only are these dolls, you know, real people, that we're, we're getting these clues. And the idea that the dolls have just a skeleton... Like I said, this idea of a soul, like it's not just an empty porcelain that's going to be hollow. Yeah, yeah. It is like there's faces under the dolls. There's, and uh, It's like the, the person mummifies into this tiny thing. <laughs> yeah, and they, they shrink. Put, they prune up they, into a doll. So you you're know, seeing actual. And then actual, the doll maker paints them. Yeah. It's oh, that kind of wow. shit. Which we, is such a cool extra layer yeah. to have that like living embodiment in these dolls. They aren't just possessed by lightning. They're occupied by former men yes oh and we see some of the dolls at the end wearing the same clothes as the people you know when they were turned into dolls right that kind of touch well you know i love all that once you know it's got these great shots because you go for half the movie not really seeing dolls (laughs) you don't really see a ton of dolls it's this great gradual build of like oh this hallway has a couple of dolls no, this bedroom has like ten dolls. It's like Jesus. Right. This room has like seventy dolls. Like they keep finding more dolls. Keep making themselves more visible, and you just keep getting this. Uh, you when you watch it more, you start noticing some of the dolls wearing just normal guy clothes. Mm-hmm. And I don't really oh, yeah. notice that the first time because you see the the American girl style doll, except with fangs. Sure. And now you see some dolls on the peripherals that are just wearing like a suit. <laughs> like it's just a guy there's a know? couple yeah it's like j- jeans yeah a kind of thing you wouldn't really look for on the on the peripherals of these doll armies that like oh these are just people but then it makes you think because it is revealed that this old couple are they're witches mm-hmm. and if we've got a cowboy doll then how long have these people been out there like well there's are we a, talking hundreds of years all the of dialogue where they've uh, where they slyly hint at just how long they've been there but yeah. like Oh, I guess I do seem old-fashioned to you. Like, they've been there for hundreds of years in their doll enterprise. I love it. Just kidnapping cowboys. Yeah, I love the implications. Yeah, because there's a lot of dolls wearing, like, pioneer kind of clothing. A lot of pioneer girl dolls. Right. Like, geez, they were picking off settlers. 
back in back in the 1800s, you Fucked know. Up, man. Love it. Yeah. And it's that layer. Were that, there British cowboys? Because this is clearly in England. This is clearly not in the States. Were there, were there Brits riding around on horses? We. Um, That's a good question. Maybe. Yeah. As cowboy, I For think cowboy time. culture is definitely a Western yeah. thing. But it's such a scary movie. That same kind of scare that really bothers me. That scene in either Jurassic Park or The Lost World. Where the guy gets eaten by the compies. Those little hopping dinosaurs. Yeah, that's Stormare in the Lost World. Yeah. Peter Stormare. Stormare, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because he fucks with them and he zaps one. Yeah. Thinks they're nothing. And that happens in this movie, too. They, yeah, the, the, you can kick, you can kick one or one doll here, two dolls there. But suddenly when there's like 50 dolls, oh, oh shit. And they have knives and hammers. Yeah. Like, I know I could beat up a baby. Right, but fifty ba- like fifty <laughs> fifty two year olds. It makes you think about that. The uh, would you rather face a oh the duck, <laughs> the duck and the horse, right? The the horse sized duck or fifty duck sized horses or something like that. This makes an argument for the giant duck. Exactly. One on one, maybe like, I can get a stab in me versus a two horse, year old uh, duck sized horses. Yeah, they're maybe, gonna stomp me. Maybe that two year old will get in a lucky shot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 52-year-olds, if they collectively <laughs> band together... they know, These dolls know what they're doing. Dude, the this idea, is not random attacks. These are coordinated doll attacks. It is so weird <laughs> that I get more scared thinking of me like getting like strangled by a murderer. That's like, yeah, okay, one-on-one. The idea of me getting stomped on by 52-year-olds <laughs> sounds just like the sickest torture. Just like, <laughs> this is it? This is how I'm going? 50 babies are uh, going to kill me? Death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah, man. Like an old proverb. So once, yeah, once these yeah. dolls start, and yeah, like you said, these dolls are coordinated. They are working in concert. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, this they isn't have, just a few bad apples. They have these cute little <laughs> weapons, but again, like you said, paper cuts. They have a tree saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two of the oh. dolls have a tree saw, man. Right? Okay, so I I thought I was imagining things. When I saw this movie, I was like, are they trying to saw her foot off? Yeah, man, they were sawing Rosemary at the ankle. Well, it was like a little hand saw, yeah. but to them, they were using it yeah, like yeah, they yeah. were little gnomes cutting down a tree. I, I was like, so that good. can't be right. So good. Yeah, no, and then the, uh, the uh, Bunty's friend, she... Fights off a bunch of them, and then there's she the, gets the mili- there's the military dolls. Yeah, the little soldiers, the little Minutemen who actually fire live rounds at her. That girl she got like shot eight up. squibs while oh, wearing a tube squibs. top. Great. Oh. Where were some of those squibs coming from? I don't great know how they did that squibs. work. She it was, was so literally good. wearing like a tube top, and she was having holes well, again, coming out of her skin. It's all the editing because you see her turn around with the blood, right? And then there's another shot where they give the second. You know, fire round, and yeah. you do see a few coming through her. But yeah, it's the execution it's so perfectly by, yeah. shot and edited, and the it, execution by it, Doll Firing Squad is brilliant. Yeah, and I mean, she got the best of it. Rosemary got like hacked by twenty dolls, and then flies out a window. Uh, she does the classic Death Wish two out the window. Oh, I kept waiting. For, it was yeah. it was my I Death know, Wish two brain. The I, only thing is, we don't see Rosemary yeah, on. She's the, just gone. We just yeah, assume she we never see her. Died again. in the oh. fall. Yeah, I'd like, I was, to, I, I'd like to see her impaled on something. You, you got to have her <laughs> crushed over a fence. Yeah. 
I would have liked to have seen that. Just just use the shot from Death Wish 2. <laughs> <laughs> Different girl, just a long They'll shot. Understand. Whatever. Yeah. We'll get it. Yeah, I kept waiting for a cutaway of Rosemary just broken over a concrete wall. We didn't get that. Nope. We uh, just assume she's dead. And you went concrete. Yeah, I figure they That's, have a big, like a no, like big brick wall yeah, around yeah, their yeah, yeah. Uh, mansion. Old stone British rather than shit. Rather than the rusty bent rebar outside of the Death Wish 2 warehouse. Yeah, outside of a normal L.A. warehouse, as yeah. you get. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, the more dolls start showing up to murder. Oh yeah, the one the British girl gets lassoed and she's oh, it's so good. And then I love that our survivors are the believers. The yes. ones who have a tenderness for the dolls and like they love their dolls. They aren't and they aren't weirdos about it. The guy's a collect you know, he he's not a weirdo. He just like, man, I love my dolls. Yeah. My dad wouldn't let me play with them past a certain age and yeah, exactly. Ralph uh, it's again the script is so great in giving you Ralph's backstory in like one little two sentence blurb about how his dad taught him about dolls and their imaginary cookies. And my dad died when I was nine. So, right. you know, he, you see why he's holding on you to this You get this, this stuff. glimpse into, into yeah. his childhood. And yeah, him and trying it takes to... seven seconds. And you've got all of that so quickly. Whereas another movie would have taken five minutes. That, to that spell guy it out. is in tons of stuff. He's had a great long career. But Stephen I, Lee. Stephen Lee. I love he's his, great in this. his childish take. He gets most of the film's comedy. Yeah, yeah. Is him smacking his head into light bulbs and right you know that scene, that scene apparently uh took forever because gordon kept laughing <laughs> on the take yeah the 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 imdb trivia is great it's like stephen lee pretty much improvised all the comedy sure well they there's just no like, real other for it. you know the the doll maker and his wife have kind of winking like you know it's comedy but it's more sly mm-hmm. he's the one who's doing Pratt falls and going down the stairs and smacking into shelves the broad and, stuff yeah really sure. broad but really funny and the like you said the tiny bits of dialogue where you get his backstory and get why he is like there's yeah we do have a connection to a lot of our toys and a lot of dolls at least i think some of us do i love the scene where there's he's in bed before all the shit hits the fan and there's like a clown doll next to him and he's like Feel free to have an imaginary cookie whenever you want. Like he's talking <laughs> yeah. to the doll. He talked about feeding his dolls cookies yeah. and just getting ants. Yeah, feel free. Earlier, yeah. it's, I, it's great. Toy Story Two was a, is exceptionally uh, brutal for this, but really making you feel like if you've treated your if your doll's sitting in a toy chest, man, give it some air. Sure. Help that doll out. When we saw Toy Story Two in the theater, my sister, who was probably nine, ten. Right. When that came out. A believer. Yeah. She she had her teddy. Her teddy bear was like her that was her teddy. She had Teddy and she had Travel Inky. Which okay. was a which was a black cat, like our real black cat. But when we went on vacation, she could bring Travel Inky. Interesting. Okay. So we we weren't bringing the cat on plane rides. Sure. So she had Travel Inky, she had Teddy. Without saying maybe she was twelve when Toy Story Two came out, but when we saw in the theater, she came home and without saying anything to anybody, the next day I go into her room. And those Travel Inky and Teddy are prominently on her pillow hmm. at the top of the bed. <laughs> like Toy Story 2 guilted her into like, oh, geez, I got to. All right, guys. No, no, no. We're cool. I want to show you that I still got your back. Mm-hmm. Like, And Dolls has that same sentimentality. It's like, you love your toys. Like, these toys got you through. Well, and if you love them, they'll love you. Uh-huh. And the, they got the, your back. The great scene where Ralph starts getting attacked by the toys and Judy, the young girl, 
the six-year-old is there and she stops them. Yeah. Oh, and, Judy. And they listen to her because they're communicating. So I don't, I, I don't know how the witchcraft works, but if you get mummified into a tiny toy, you get like that connection to kids. Like you, uh-huh. But well, but even though the people who get turned into toys are not like the kid friendly people, <laughs> right? They're all criminals. They're all assholes. They're all, bad people. They're, all, they're all the dads who want to hit their kids, <laughs> yeah. and it's almost like they're that's their hell. Is now they have to be a kid's thing because they hated kids so much in their life. It's like this lesson they have to learn. I I like Ralph's kind of character. That's what a fairy tale does too. It's it does. A moral story, right? Ralph's character is an important movie character that I always connect with, and it's the kind of movie character where he's not a great adult but he's the kind of adult that specifically connects with kids and not in a weird way just some adults he listens to them i think everybody had like an an uncle or a parent's friend some guy that was like kind of a lesser well off in life in his Mm. own life but was really good with kids like just has a and it's kind of like a Ralph thing where it's like oh they probably just never got past a certain you know they're still kids at heart in a lot of ways the and old, they just connect with kids yeah the old couple that would babysit me Ed had a whole train room sure with there the you miniature go. trains and he would make little planes out of soda cans and stuff <laughs> like that that kind of thing like you, I don't do that shit. <laughs> but some people still hold on to that kind of imagination. Yeah. And I think well, that's that's what it is, the idea of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like one of my grandpas there. would watch wrestling with me. Sure. You know, <laughs> he's like a 78-year-old man, and he's watching wrestling with a kid still. And my, because he wants to be around you and enjoy. But it's still a thing that he liked. Thing, you know, he did, it's a okay. thing that he held yeah, yeah. on to. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, certain people hold on to those different things that they just get from childhood. Mm-hmm. And Ralph's that kind of guy who's kind of bumbling as an adult, but has a genuine uh, sincerity and purity that connects with, with kids. Yeah. A nice guy. Also picks up punk picks hitchhikers. Up punk while hitchhikers. He's, while he's clearly from Chicago in Britain on a road trip, <laughs> just picking up hitchhikers. And they just are, a nice guy, these though. gals are out in the sticks. Yeah, right. I don't know what club they came from, but they are in the country now. <laughs> They've been these on the road a while. Yeah. Oh, they should have stayed in the city. Yeah. But yeah, once the dolls start ganging up on Ralph and Judy just understands how she needs to deal with the dolls. She knows how to relate to them. Uh, she just gets it. She's a believer. She, she talks knows. to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that. I love how Ralph is just kicking dolls in and smashing them because he reacts in panic because... That's the adult side of him. Yes. If That's it, the grown part of his brain. It, yeah. It, it, if one of these action figures that are sitting over to our side here suddenly Char- approached Charlie, put, me. Put me on blast that I have all my uh, WWF Hasbros uh, on my shelf. I'm looking week. at, a uh, what is this guy? Mr. Millionaire. We got uh, Ted DiBiase. We got the Big Boss Man. <laughs> I got the Berserker so over the, here. If the Big Boss Man suddenly Skinner back there. looks at me and walks my way and starts <laughs> stabbing me in the ankle. I'm probably gonna put my foot down on the on the big boss man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna go after him. <laughs> I'm looking looking around I'm, our recording room, and I got my lunch boxes and my action figures and my my VHS tapes. Okay, so there's some. I'm a Ralph. No, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ralph. I get. I it. I mean, that's why we're we're friends because we're both Ralphs. In, yeah. In, in uh, I've got my uh, I've got I've got some action figures. <laughs> Don't worry about but it. You're I love, not alone, brother. I love Ralph flipping out and being just like, these dolls are alive? Seriously? Right. The thing that I thought, because I love well, because, the Ralph's build where yeah. he he believes, but he realizes he's an idiot for believing at first. 
until things keep getting like, okay, well, I can't deny this. Right. Well, there he has to be a rational explanation for this. When Judy's telling him, like, the dolls got the girl, he's kind of like, oh, man, don't make me believe don't you. Don't make me believe you. Like, Come I on. just said I believe kids. Don't feed me this shit. Yeah. And, yeah, when it actually becomes You're making true. me commit that hard? Ugh, okay. <laughs> Put yeah, me he's to the begr- test here. He's, like, into it, and he's like, hates himself that he does believe as deeply as he does, like... Okay, really? Well, it's also like, have you ever had that thing where someone comes to you in the middle of the night with something and you're like, now I have to get up and do a thing? (laughs) He's like, I was in bed. I'm (laughs) sleeping. Like, that. there's no worse feeling than being like dead asleep in the middle of the night and then like something happens. Yeah. And like someone knocks on your door or like your your brother calls you. And and you're just like... Now I'm up. It's 3 a.m. What the fuck out? Right. Why are you doing this That's how this, this to whole me? thing starts for Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I also like you'd mentioned, this is so off, off, so like 30 minutes ago, when you mentioned, uh, well, the doll makers do lie a little bit. <laughs> I love the note that they leave when the hitchhike, like when the, when Dude. the disappearances start. The end of this movie, the, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. The note. So after, so after, uh, Ralph, gets bartered with like you you already mentioned the dolls talking amongst themselves yes figuring out ralph's fate that was such a fun way to stall some suspense Mm. because this ralph is getting he is getting closed in on and we've seen the grossness that these dolls can do yeah and we are and Nobody want. Can you imagine if Ralph had just gotten bludgeoned to death? How much of a kick to the gut that would be at well, this point in the movie? Right. He starts getting attacked. Judy calls them off, but then there's this moment where they're and Judy says they're deciding what to do with us. Yeah. Uh. Oh. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm gonna jump out that window now. Well, <laughs> this is where Gordon adds so much to a scene like that. Because right after that, you get a bunch of shots with the camera that's clearly Ralph, like, checking his his angles, mm-hmm. like, his exits. Like, he's look. the camera looks over at the door, and you can see, like, oh, Jesus, there's, like, six feet deep of dolls on the floor. Like, even if I were to so jump over these dolls, there's a good chance I'm just landing in a pile of dolls that are all, like, he's checking Murder out. Dolls. He's looking at his options. Yeah. He's looking up at the shelves. He's seeing, like, he's not only, like, realizing how surrounded they are, he's looking for... All right, that animal escape. Like, okay, okay, things are looking bad, but maybe there's an out. Uh, and so... It's just like, how many dolls can I take with me? <laughs> can I take out? Exactly. Right? Yeah, they're deciding what to... if I'm to, giving up. They're deciding what to do with us? That's... That's that's a terrifying notion. Yeah. Imagine someone saying that like to you and being like, "Yeah, uh, this cartel that kidnapped you, they're deciding what to do with us." You know, it's like that kind of feeling. Almost any situation if if another man and is discussing with a group of people to decide what to do with you, there's almost no like good way. Right. Like that's always a bad situation. Always. Yeah. You're always the Oompa Loompas decided what to do with people, mm-hmm. and they always just disappeared. Having your <laughs> having your fate temporarily, you watching your fate being like dealt with in the hands of others, and the dolls even what a genius! Beekler is such a god. The way like some of the dolls are like on board, and you can see a couple of the dolls like oh, I don't know. The guy kicked in that dude that yeah. one doll's face. He killed Jerry. Like you can see one doll like motioning, just like look what he did. Like. Yes. It is not just like they could have just had dolls in a huddle where you, you see faces of dolls being like. 
yeah, it's a split vote. And they're like in a huddle, and like one doll keeps looking up and looking over at them. Like, <laughs> yeah. holy shit, man! It's so good. It's so great. It's so good. It's just one of those touches that makes dolls so like. How is this movie this good? This should have been cash in, throwaway garbage. Oh yeah, this should have been. Could have been. Could have been. This should have been. What Child's Play made how much money? Well, yeah, we're gonna spend a fraction of that. Just give me a killer doll. And then it could and then it would have been like, yeah, of course it was a shitty movie. It was based on a poster. Like it should have been <laughs> yeah. a shitty movie. Like it should have been. There was been no shitty. story. We had an eyeless doll. That's all we had. We had one image and we built seventy seven minutes around it. Like how was this not just cheaped into oblivion? Mm-hmm. How was this movie allowed to be this good? There's no like they they back this is so this should have been garbage. This should have been a cheap, bad <laughs> child's play cash-in. Dolly Dearest isn't that great. It's a child's play cash-in. Mm-hmm. It's still fun. Right. But it's clearly like, yeah, Chucky, but a girl. That's it. That's, right. the, that's the pitch. That's it. Dolls was just an eyeless doll. Do something with that. No way it should be this good. And even at the end, like you're saying uh, a little bit before, the reveal at the end, because... Mom, uh, stepmom has been killed. Yeah, she gets a great uh blood under the sheets scene where her dead body is just bleeding under the sheets. Yeah. Then dad James Woods William yeah, Cat finds then, him. Yeah. Then William Cat James <laughs> Woods finds her. Uh, is going to kill. Thinks it's Ralph who's killed her. Uh, yeah. They have Ra- a whole everything tussle. gets panned on Ralph. Ralph's yeah. the nice guy that gets everything blamed on him. Uh. Then. But basically, he finally gets turned into his own doll. Everyone gets dolled yeah, this, except the Ralph and the kid. The dad dolled is, uh, is fun. And, uh, yeah. the da- well, the dad yeah, comes yeah, down yeah. to a one-on-one fight scene with Judy's punch doll yes. fighting the dad. And his and his, his cane, he reveals there's like a sword under the cane. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, but it's like a two-and-a-half-inch long cane because yeah. he's a doll. That still hurt, man. It still hurt, yeah. Oh, it still hurt you. If he, had a th- if he had a thumbtack, it would hurt. Uh, yeah, but... The final the morning has broken. Ralph and Judy are alive. Everyone else is gone. Yeah, they are disappeared. And the old people produce a note <laughs> yeah. from Judy's dad saying, we've gone off without you and we're never coming back and we've left you enough money to fly back to your mom in Boston. Yeah. And uh, we're never going to see you again. We've changed our names <laughs> and we're moving to another country. And uh, then they're like, what happened to the British girls? And that's like, oh, yes. A uh, 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 little more space dust. P- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. We, uh, uh, we also PS. took the hitchhiker girls with us as P.S. well. Yes, we took the hitchhiker, the British hitchhikers with us. That's a Simpsons bit. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that, that's a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror-like episode. Definitely. Uh, it but also says, you didn't let me finish the note. It also says. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, when she's like, wait a minute, what about the other? Beautiful. It's so perfect. And then because right, we know we've got you already. Like you're on board for what we can we can give you any explanation you want. And they really never give you like a like a what happens, like what how the sausage is made with these dolls. They just turn, you know, into little well, mummy dolls. I like dolls. that we don't get to see, you know, you don't we, need that. we learn that they're witches, we learn that they possess human souls within doll bodies. You know, it's it's another one of those yeah. budget issues that prevented us from seeing too much of that. That works in the movie's favor mm-hmm. because we get that final shot of Rosemary, the dad, the two punk girls all sitting on a shelf as dolls, you know, with the little head, the, the dad's 
punch and is now the punch doll, but oh, in, in dad get that pajamas. Great, that great practical effects of his him turning into punch with the chin and yeah. nose hooking and in him him plus I love it because the scene was him in his jammies, yeah. his silk black and gold pajamas, and it's such a weird thing to have a character in for that long. But then it makes so much sense when you see him as Punch and his little. I love yes. the little joke between the the witches where they're going. Well, his his clothes do look a little too modern. Beautiful. Yeah, it's so good that shot of the dolls. God, I hope somebody has and the those little dolls. Punch doll just kind of turns its head. Yeah. It's, it's one of those where the smiles are plastered on, but that's I, a scary so thing. That's a, that's another thing that on this funny, like comical surface as we're getting the funny note, which is a gen, it made me laugh. That's a very funny scene interspersed with the, the, the shots of these humans as dolls. One of my big fears is yeah, yeah, yeah. being, uh, like embodying something without controlling that thing. It's the same kind of fear that it's the end of being John Malkovich. I was going to say it's the final shot from being John Malkovich. Where you're just living another you're life trapped. with no control of it. Yeah. You're just an active passenger in your life now. Oh, that is deeply scary to me. And I'm glad you were getting Malkovich. Oh, how many I, movies ripped off dolls? 100%. Spike Jones is ripping off dolls. Pixar's ripping off dolls. Groundbreaking. <laughs> now dolls was actually like a theatrical release there at this point full moon was was big home video that was their bread and butter dolls was theatrical hmm. and it should have been bigger it was a money maker for sure but this movie is is brilliant in a lot of ways the way it balances that fairy tale feel fairy tale horror is tough to do right. but when it's done right it is so good we loved uh gretel and hansel Sure. Last year. That's great fairy tale horror. The Witches, the the doll, roll doll movie. Mm-hmm. D-A-H-L, not yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> D-O-L-L movie. Um, Things are starting to get very confusing. A lot of doll talk. <laughs> a lot of dolls. Uh, but a fairy tale horror is scary. We all grew up on fairy tales. Right. This is the best kind of fairy tale and, horror. Yeah, th- this is the doll movie that doesn't rely on the doll to like curse. To, to get its point across. Yeah. Or to be... Yeah, yeah. It's, Ch- it, I love Chucky. I love sure. Child's Play. We, we we will do a lot of the Child's Play movies on this podcast. I know right now we've only done the newest one. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, the right. reboot. Uh, we'll get to those. And I love them. I love child the Child's Play series. But Dolls is just... It's deeper. Mm. There's more of a connection to Dolls. It is for lovers of Dolls. As well as lovers of doll horror. <laughs> and, has... lo- and lovers of fairy tales. I mean, when you think of those old Gretel and Hansel fairy tales, witches putting kids in ovens. Yeah. Like, this is some dark shit. Shit goes down in that. And that's what happens here. Witches taking people's bodies and turning them into their things. Like, this is... this Little Red Riding Hood's dark she, doesn't stuff, she man. Even, doesn't Judy even read Gretel and Hansel to the doll, like, in a scene mm, early in the movie? Not, not I'm, I'm very, I wouldn't doubt it. I'm gonna, movie say, was, I'm gonna say 95% sure that the movie even was a not shying away from its status as a fairy tale. It's a total It wanted Hansel. to show you that this was a fairy tale and that anything could happen. Yeah, yeah. It was very clear about that. And that is one of its biggest strengths. It leaned into that in the best ways. Pure. Pure. It does it full force, no frills, no backtracking, 
No trying to make it a, a modern thing. Yeah. You know, no Freddy calling you a bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's just... This is a movie that could have easily been made in any era. Yeah. I feel like. And it could have been messed up in any era. Well, yeah. And the fact that we get this little gem that we get... Oh, I love it. This really will... If we ever do a, a big Stuart Gordon recap where we go through a bunch of his movies like we're doing with other directors... Dolls is going to finish high for me. And mm-hmm. he has some, he has a great canon. To be a director and come out with Reanimator, From Beyond, and Dolls as your one, two, three <laughs> That's punch. That's so sick. I think he did like a TV movie maybe like yeah. in the late 70s, but on his IMDb directorial, it's like boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. In, within like three years. Yeah. It's all, and it's That's, all so different. And I don't know so, who else can claim that kind of shit. Well, it's the same kind of, you know, the Raimi. Like it took Raimi had a, a similar years. kind of build within right. the 80s, but his took longer. But it took a while. But it was that same progression as you get bigger budgets and as you, it's just these yeah. guys with ideas, man. The guys that have the, we'll, we'll get into more Carpenter. We've covered a lot already. He and a guy like Tarantino, I want to make a Western. I want to make a film noir. I want, you know. They mm-hmm. have a movie that they want to make, and they're to a certain point where they're just going to do it. Carpenter's a guy that's shown he can do it with the studio. He can find ways to make a movie on his own. And Stuart Gordon was the same way. I want to make Reanimator. I'm going to make this cheap movie. Now I'm going to get money, and I'm going to make this crazy body horror a special effects movie. Now a studio offered me this other deal. I get to make a robot movie. I get to make a fairy tale. I get to make a Poe movie. Like, wow. That's Just live in the dream. That's the dream. Yeah, that that is the dream. Yeah, doing, literally getting to do all these cool things, and I think that's what ages his movies so well is just the fun that you get to think of a guy making this mm-hmm. and think and just it's so fun. If you have written dolls off mentally as a cash in doll horror movie, as was popular in that right, era, or you just think it's another one of those movies, yeah. Killer doll, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check this out for something deeper, for a real connection. The Toy Story of horror movies would look good on a poster. Absolutely. If you, yeah, if you like the old dark house stuff, if you like doll stuff, if you like old witches stuff, it's a great house. If you like, uh, I, mean, I was actually surprised to find out how much of it was a set, just because, like you said, how much of it read well, like an it, actual house. It's a set that was a house basically, right? Sure. It was like Did he use this in house hallways. in From Beyond? It looks really similar so in a lot of ways. The trivia I read on the IMDb was that they filmed them both at the same time essentially and oh, that wow. From Beyond uh this movie because of the stop motion, because of the special effects oh, took longer. Took way longer, sure. For post-production stuff. There was than ooh, From there Beyond. was like gooey special effects in From Beyond that were great. Right. But not and some like floating fish kind of, you know, easy, you know. Yeah, nothing stop motion that would take <laughs> ages. Because those stop motion things are nine dolls moving at the same time. Like he, Yeah, you're it's doing... not just one doll raising a knife. It's a row of dolls all doing different things. Yeah. Beekler is so good at going that extra mile. It's why his stuff always jumps out. He doesn't just have a, you know, oh, yeah, I made a troll puppet, but only uh, one of his eyes moves. <laughs> right. He has so much different movement for all us, and it's the same kind of uh, love that you get from Jim Henson, where you see live Jim Henson puppet work back from the 70s, and he's making these puppets like move and think and react like mm-hmm. humans. It's not just a guy with a mouth flapping open. 
You know, a lot of these dolls could have been very like, oh, yeah, we make this arm go up and this one goes down. And this guy's mouth opens and then it closes. Right, just the eyes would move. But Mm -hmm. they have the eyes and the smile changes or something like that. You get grins building on these dolls' faces. And you can see a doll, like, rubbing his hands together while another's sharpening a weapon. Yeah, yeah, You know, stuff that would usually only be animated. And he is making all these dolls. Imagine laying out this scene where you're having nine different dolls doing nine different things all at the same time for like an eight-second shot. It's or, just, or a two-second shot. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of those shots where it's just you get that glimpse, and it's, 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 it's so, enough. It's though. incredible. I think that's the, that's the key, what you said, the love. Mm-hmm. You and can that's, tell, the whole, that's the whole point of the movie. You can tell love went into making this movie. And the cash-in kind of stuff doesn't have that. No. I don't know what it is. It's a secret. It's it's like, you know, we, you see- we as people have bullshit detectors. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, we can spot people can tell. fucking bullshit. And this movie is the opposite of that. It is genuine. I keep saying pure. That's all I could think when I kept watching it was just like, this is just so from the heart. It's the whole, from the heart and being pure, that's the whole thesis of the movie. It's the whole point of the doll maker's existence. Right. He is the guy deciding people's fates. He is the judge and jury. So if you don't like this movie, maybe you do a little, do a little inward yeah, looking, you know? take a look in the mirror. Like, if you're one of those people that's, that, that is not into this movie, you think it's silly or whatever, maybe ask yourself why. Yeah. I, and, I think there's something there. And, you know, keep your doll on the prominent position on the the headboard yeah whatever you do prop guys. him up on the shelf a little bit you know give dust him off a little it costs nothing to be nice to your dolls and it saves you from potential it's good karma murder. it's good karma to just <laughs> just treat your action figures treat your dolls with a little bit of respect yeah you know plants respond to sure. to positivity it costs you nothing to just be nice to your doll. And if it saves you from getting pummeled by <laughs> hundreds of tiny fists that's a win. That's a big win. The worst thing that every, happens every to you. Every day I live where I don't get pummeled by hundreds of tiny fists. Yeah. Big win. If the worst thing that <laughs> happens to you is you don't die a death at the hand of dolls, that's great. Right. If you can do barely anything different in life and guarantee that the dolls will just not fuck you up, do it. I'm going to do it. That's a life lesson right there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be such a gentleman to dolls. Oh. Never uh, seen anything like I'm it. I'm going to start tipping my hat to yeah, those dolls. Yeah, on the streets. Ma'am. That, man, when, <laughs> when, the, when this vax hits, baby, I'm going to be tipping my hats to dolls in store windows, lady. All over town. I'm going to be the most courteous gentleman to inanimate dolls you've ever Absol- seen. Absolutely. Such a nice guy. It's come to this. <laughs> it's come to this, man. I'm great, guys. I, I love dolls. Find this movie. It's love on it. Tubi right now. 77 minutes of your life couldn't be better well spent. Love it. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Good night.